This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. What you didn't see on TV at the debate being called a stain on the nation. The radical left. Will you shut up, man? That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. Painful to watch and very difficult to watch. The president's family defying the mask rule. The president's section uh, refused, sort of said, you know, no thank you. And the new polls. Who won the wildest face-off in U.S. history? Then, the college cheerleader. What happened in her dorm room that left her terrified? Was she set up by her dorm mates? Why do you think they targeted you? And the new documentary exposing the secret life of the monster who slaughtered his beautiful family. The lost Chris Watts wedding video. You may kiss your wife. And the final text with his wife. Then, why is this guy shooting through his windshield? And the sports fan. He was so exuberant, the neighbors called the cops because they thought he was shooting somebody. I think I just heard somebody say, I dare you to shoot. He was really cheering on his team. Shoot! Plus, I'm woman, hear me roar. Death of an icon. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. It was billed as a presidential debate. What viewers got was a free-for-all of rudeness, interruptions, and name-calling, with some suggesting if the next two meetings between President Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden are going to be a repeat, why bother? You saw the slugfest on TV. Amber Cagliano now with a look at what you didn't see. The nation is reeling today from last night's slugfest. Will you shut up, man? The first presidential debate descends into chaos, interruption, and confusion. I found it at times painful to watch and very difficult to watch. Network anchors were left dazed. Don't ever use the word smart with me. Don't ever use that word. There's nothing smart about you, Joe. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. The worst debate I have ever seen. It was an absolute disgrace. It was a mockery of a presidential debate, an insult to our democracy. This morning, the nation's major newspapers were all in agreement it was a train wreck. We just simply have never seen anything like this. I mean, at times, it was almost unwatchable. I spoke to ABC News senior congressional correspondent Mary Bruce, who was at the Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland. You were actually inside the room. What was it like to witness it all? 
all. When have you ever heard a candidate turn to the other and tell him to shut up? Um, this was not a highbrow discourse. This really did become uh, a complete slugfest, an ugly, ugly exchange. It was, in a word, a disaster. I think what really struck me in the room was really the body language of the two candidates. You saw the president often turning to Joe Biden, often you know waving his finger at him. Joe Biden certainly did push back uh, using some very colorful language, language we have never seen before. You get the final word. Mr. Well, it's hard to get any word in with this clown. By one count, the president interrupted Joe Biden 128 times. One low point concerning many today was when the president was asked to condemn white supremacists. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups? Are you prepared to do that? Proud boys and right proud boys. Stand back and stand by. The Proud Boys, a right-wing group that has endorsed violence, today adopted the president's words as their new slogan. They've even printed it on shirts. As a president in the United States, condemning white supremacy should be the easiest thing you do any day, all day. Moderator Chris Wallace is also under fire today. He really struggled to control the chaos. Gentlemen, is... <laughs> I hate to raise my voice, but it seems to be, why shouldn't I be different than the two of you? Wallace was panned on his own network, Fox News. Of course, Wallace, you know, I understand he's a Fox guy, but he's he's no uh, he's no conservative. He's going to be, and he's no centrist either. So what's the president's take today? He said he had fun. Chris had a tough night. Two on one was not surprising, but fun, he tweeted. I thought the uh, debate last night was great. We've gotten tremendous reviews on it. Uh, we're hitting what people want, uh, law and order, which Biden was unable to even talk about. The audience was limited to the family members and just a handful of key aides. The Trumps walked in together. First Lady Melania wore a power suit. They were all wearing colorful masks. But when they sat down, off went the masks in defiance of the venue's strict COVID-19 protocols, which were laid out by the Cleveland Clinic. One of the people that was with the event uh, walked up to hand out some masks to those sitting there in case they forgot them. Uh, and some who were there in the president's uh, section uh, refused, sort of said, you know, no, thank you. Joe Biden's wife, Jill, kept her mask on the entire time, even when she went up on stage afterwards to hug her husband. The first lady went on stage, too. No hugs here. She grasped her husband's elbow while he patted her shoulder. So who came out on top? We asked Megyn Kelly. She moderated the first debate back in 2016. It's more like no one won, which is a win for Biden. Um, because, you know, he was ahead. So Trump needed a game changer, and I don't think he got it last night. Chris Christie, the president's debate coach, admits Trump did not have the best night. The president came out much too hot, too aggressive um, in the debate, and that Joe Biden came out in a way that concerned me as well, because there were numerous times during that debate where he drifted off in mid-sentence. Who won? A CBS snap poll gave the edge to Biden, but the consensus is pretty clear. There were simply no winners when, when you can't even call it a debate. And thanks to that lack of civility. Today, the Commission on Presidential Debate said they will soon be announcing changes to the format of future debates. Their goal, to ensure a, quote, more orderly discussion of the issues. Chris Watts remains behind bars, serving life in prison for murdering his two young daughters and his pregnant wife. But interest in the case continues. Today, Netflix is debuting a new documentary featuring never-before-seen wedding video from happier times in the Watts marriage. 
It's haunting video showing Chris Watts and his wife Shanann on their wedding day. I will love you and stand by you. And stand by you. As long as we both shall live. As long as we both shall live. The couple looked happy as they exchanged vows and danced their first dance. Shanann's family gave toasts expressing their joy. I just want to say I love you both. You look great together. She's been looking her whole life for a good guy. I couldn't ask for a better one. The chilling video was provided by Shanann's family for a new Netflix documentary, American Murder, The Family Next Door. Never before seen home videos also show Watts hugging and kissing his daughters at the airport and enjoying a trip to the beach with the family. The documentary uncovered personal text messages between Watts and Shanann that sheds light on the deterioration of their marriage in the months leading up to Watts killing pregnant Shanann and their two daughters, Bella and Cece. I realize this trips what's missing in our relationship. It's only one-way emotions and feelings, Shanann wrote. The last message she sent was on the night before she was killed. Finally on plane and about to take off, she texted Watts, Thank God, prayers for a safe flight, love you. New video also reveals Watts with his mistress, Nicole Kessinger. Thank you so much for coming out here with me, Christopher. I'm having a wonderful time. You mean a lot to me. Steve Helling is a senior writer with People Magazine. So Chris Watts is in jail and he's going to be in prison for the rest of his life. He is in his cell 23 hours a day and he spends all day reading his Bible. He really does feel guilty about what he did. He feels remorse. He wishes he'd done things differently and that it haunts him every day. American Murder, The Family Next Door is streaming now on Netflix. You've seen it in action movies. Guys pull out guns during car chases and shoot right through the windshield. Well, this was not something out of Hollywood. This man says he was defending himself during a pretty intense road rage incident. How crazy is this? A motorist zips down a Florida highway while shooting through his windshield. Shards of glass fly as his passenger freaks out. The shooter, identified as Marco Mazetta, says he was defending himself in a wild case of road rage. Moments earlier, he says he brake-checked another driver in a Nissan he thought was tailgating him, causing the other driver to bump him from behind. The Nissan then speeds around Mazetta's truck. And when you blow up the video, it looks like he has a gun. Mazetta then pulls his gun from his waistband and starts shooting. The whole incident lasts about eight minutes before the Nissan drives off. Wow, Mazetta says after the incident, he pulled over and called police. No charges have been filed. Stop being haters. That's the message from the ex-husband of the late Glee star, Naya Rivera, after it became known that he and Naya's sister are living together. Here's more on the emotional video he just posted. Naya Rivera's ex-husband is setting the record straight about moving in with his late wife's lookalike sister. It's truly sad that this is the world that we live in. Um where people were raised to think it's okay to just spew uh, hatred. Actor Ryan Dorsey, best known for his role in Ray Donovan, posted a 12-minute video addressing rumors that he is romantically involved with 25-year-old model Nikayla Rivera. I also hope if you ever have to deal with anything tragic that you'll have peace and never having... Um, people following you and take pictures and, and 
creating a false narrative. Speculation grew that the pair were an item when they were snapped by photographers on a recent shopping trip to Target, spotted holding hands. All you have is each other to lean on and to cry with. The grieving father went on to say that he is grateful for Nikayla putting her life on hold to help raise his five-year-old son, Josie, who was with Naya when she drowned three months ago. To have a young woman who is his blood, his TT, who's willing to put her life on hold and sacrifice things, uproot her situation for the betterment of your child. Ryan says he hopes that that video will make people think twice about jumping to conclusions about people they don't know. Now the 911 call that left some people smiling. Neighbors heard someone yelling, shoot, shoot. Well, understandably, they got worried and called 911. But when the cops arrived, the suspect turned out to be a hockey fan who was just cheering on his team. Shoot! Shoot! Hockey fan Devin Garnett got pretty excited cheering on his beloved Tampa Bay Lightning team during the Stanley Cup Finals. I yelled out really loud, shoot! Shoot! Maybe he and his buddies were a little too exuberant because their neighbors heard them all the way in their apartment downstairs. My fiance looked at me and just kind of questioned, like, did you hear what I heard? And uh, we heard somebody say, I dare you to shoot. So <laughs> we got worried. Did you think that someone was being harmed? To me, it was no questions. It was a situation of domestic violence. Christine Castillo and her fiance, Cesar Camacho, were so concerned, they called the police. I just hear sound like a couple screaming. They're fighting against each other, and I think I just heard somebody say, I dare you to shoot. Does it sound physical? Yeah, there's a lot of jumping, screaming, rumbling. So what happened next? Let's go! We just get this loud, you know, bang on the door. I see it's the cops, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. So my friend goes out and talks to the cops at first, and uh, they immediately ask him, you know, where, where are the guns at? And he's like, whoa, 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 what do you mean? They're like, uh, we heard there's a domestic dispute, where are the guns at? He's like, no, sir, we're just watching the lightning game. The neighbors they were so apologetic, they beer. sent over a 12-pack of beer. Sorry about Wednesday night, LOL. I grew up around a lot of domestic violence, and I legitimately thought someone was going to get shot. <laughs> LOL. Caesar and Christine. Now they can all share a good laugh. No, it's all good, bro. Are you going to ever use that language again when you're watching a game? Next time I'll say, shoot the puck. <laughs> not not just shoot shoot <laughs> shoot the puck probably good idea by the way the cops were good sports they left just as soon as they saw it was just a misunderstanding and her voice will live on forever those are the words from the family of singer helen reddy who died at the age of 78 back in the 70s her grammy winning song i am woman became an anthem for women around the world and its message still resonates jim murray with more on helen reddy's final days It's the most iconic feminist song in music history, Helen Reddy's I Am Woman. I am strong, strong. I am invincible, invincible. I am woman. The Grammy-winning song became an anthem for women everywhere during the 1970s. I would like to thank God because she makes everything possible. Today, Helen Reddy is being remembered for her legacy of hit songs.
Freddie's family says the legendary singer passed away suddenly here at this nursing home for retired Hollywood stars where she'd been battling dementia for five years. I was shocked. You know, I didn't expect it. Jeff Wald, a Hollywood producer, was Helen's second husband and manager. Here they are at Helen's nursing home watching the biopic, I Am Woman. She had dementia and, um, and yes, she, she had been hospitalized a couple of months ago for some liver problems and she always had kidney problems. How did she react when she was diagnosed with dementia? She's a trooper, you know, she's a very, very strong lady. We spoke to her in 2013 about the song that made her an icon. I wanted girls to, to, to have the idea of, of, of strength, of being strong, of what being a woman really meant. I'm woman, hear me roar. What a talent. In one of her final interviews, Helen Reddy said she wasn't afraid of death. She said she thought of it as going home. Next, the college cheerleader. What happened in her dorm room that left her terrified? Was she set up by her dorm mates? Why do you think they targeted you? And bubble for four? You've never seen pandemic dining like this. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. This college freshman could have ended up dead like Breonna Taylor, according to her attorney. The cheerleader was asleep in her dorm room when cops burst in with guns drawn. Turns out she'd been falsely accused of a crime, and as many as 10 students may be expelled as a result. Cops burst into this college cheerleader's dorm room at 3 a.m. after a cruel hoax that claimed she was threatening her roommates with scissors. They asked me if I had any weapons on me. Did you see guns drawn? They did have their guns drawn with and tasers. It happened at Stephen Austin State University in Texas. Kristen Evans. 18-year-old Kristen Evans was overjoyed when she was recruited by the college to join their cheerleader squad. But the freshman's joy turned to terror after cops say her three white roommates and seven other students filed a false report that she was having an emotional breakdown and threatening them with scissors. Finding that out absolutely just crushed me inside. Why do you think they targeted you? I think that they were just jealous and they wanted the room to themselves. Kristen's mom is comparing the incident to the botched raid that ended in the death of Brianna Taylor. Guns were on her, and if she would have had her phone in the bed that night or something shiny, a bracelet, anything that would have resembled these uh, quote-unquote scissors, they would have shot my child. Do you think race is involved here? When I moved Kristen into the dorm, I met these three white girls, and they seemed nice at the time. At the end of the day, do I know if this was racially motivated? I don't know 100%, but I do know that this was very hateful. The college president called what happened a terrible ordeal, says any students involved will be held accountable. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Still to come, bubble for four? You've never seen pandemic dining like this. If you want to dine out safely these days, you just might have to get into a bubble. 
This restaurant is thriving in the age of COVID. Check out these bubbles on the Upper West Side of New York City and the happy people dining inside them. The owner of the Café de Soleil purchased a couple of the contraptions online. They became an instant hit. He bought more. So popular. Every single person that calls in wants this bubble. This is really cool. Like, I want to sit in a bubble. I feel like it's extra protection because you're having the social distancing and the bubble. So I feel like isn't the whole thing is that you're kind of like in a bubble. The bubbles only take a minute to set up. They cost $400 a pop. The owner says it's well worth the investment. Thank you so much for coming. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good for him. When we come back, the guy being called Mr. Cool goes viral. Finally, after last night's debate, we can all use a fun moment like this. This guy is cruising along on his skateboard drinking cran raspberry juice. Then he shows how cool he really is, lip-syncing to Fleetwood Mac. Take it away, Mr. Cool. This thing has gone viral with more than 3 million views on Instagram. And that is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Stay safe. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.